91. Are you really serious? 91st. 91. We are the 91st podcast in Belgium. Business podcast. Business podcast. We're a business podcast. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they've listened very well to us. So where do you read that? Uh, Some kind of podcast chart software, chartify, whatever, I don't know. Something, something, something. We are the 91st Belgian business podcast business thing. Yes. The fact is, Apple actually says quite a lot. I mean, it actually has some credibility to the figures. Of course. Of course. So, interesting to find out. I don't know whether this is good or bad. How many thousands of podcasts are there in Belgium? No, no, it's not just Belgian podcasts. It's most listened to business podcasts in Belgium. But how many it's, choices it's, do it's people have? American podcasts and UK So they have choices of millions. I get all yes, of that. Yes. Because I was also looking at some stati- statistics today for last year. All right. Last year, there were um, in America, there are 2.3, 230 million podcast listeners. And worldwide, there are 447,000 uh, million wow. podcast listeners. All right. Okay. So we're the 91st in Belgium. Yeah. Are you happy about being the 91st, or do you think we should be first? We have a niche. Really? We Is operate, that something that the doctor can fix? We operate in a niche. We uh, operate in a niche. It's the cutting line between whiskey the, the and cutting technology. Edge. The cutting edge. The cutting yes. edge. Between whiskey and technology. Um, which is, dear listener, thank you for listening. And But still, it's a niche. It's a very specific topic. Plus, combined with our humor, unique style and swagger. Swagger, I like swagger. swagger. Yeah, swagger. Um, it's it's pretty bonkers. I think that 91 is pretty high for something like this. Well, this is episode 125, which, yes. I mean, 12 blew me away. Yes. 13 was amazing. And here we are at 125. I don't know what descriptive word I should use. I think we should just stop. No, I'd miss it too much. No, no, no. <laughs> just Just kill it. Kill it. And uh, revamp it. Go, revamp come, it. Come back with a vengeance. Well, why don't we do that now? We're at 125. We've done it for five years now. This is our first podcast in year six. Yes. And we could do a name change. Exactly. All yes. right. So let's think about something. We could call it Shittery Contrast. I like that. (laughs) That's actually a brilliant name for a podcast. Shittery Contrast, yes. I was thinking Whiskey 365. Whiskey 365 would work. I think so. It's easy. says what we do. Yeah, but Uh, Microsoft have changed the name of 365 as well, haven't they? So maybe it needs to have M365 Whiskey. Uh, or Miski 365. Miski 365. Sounds yeah, like a porn star. It it's a porn star. Miski. <laughs> <laughs> All day fun every day. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Miski 365. Driving home tonight, I had to. Um, they had some crane blocking the road. That, so we come out the car park normally, mm. yeah? Yep. You turn right. 
because you have yes. no choice. Yeah, yeah. You have two or three windows from the ladies that are selling their wares. Then we turn you right. Never noticed that. You never noticed all. it. Check it out tomorrow. <laughs> all right. But instead of being able to turn right to get onto the main road and then mm-hmm. double round, there was a van there clearing out somebody's apartment so okay. the, the apartment was on the floor sofa beds cupboards whatever and you know those grabbers that you get in scrap yards that pick cars up <laughs> it was literally picking the shit and putting it in the back of this thing oh what? so it was blocked so i had okay. to go the long way around past all of the windows all the windows oh and i think i must be getting old because I had every excuse to go slowly because the car in front was window shopping. Yes, yes. And so I got to do the window shopping at the same time, but I was more thinking, oh, come on, just hurry up. Make yeah. a move on. Yeah. So I think I must be getting too old. But anyway, yeah, so misstilled yeah. 365. Misstilled. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not sure about that. That that might that might work if we get a if we get a lady on the podcast, just like the grey hat beard had the grey hat beard princess. Be careful what you say. If we're gonna have if we've got hooker tones and you're about to mention a lady that we know <laughs> or not know or you might no, have no, known. No, 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 no. It's just like <laughs> Miss Stilt is actually Correct. a pretty like cool lady's name that's into distilled beverages. No, it's a hooker name. Misstilled. <laughs> Misstilled. Really oh, I can. If I was in London, it would be on a card in all the phone boxes. <laughs> Three six five twenty four seven. Yeah. Yes. What? <laughs> all right. Oh, Kevin, I really hope you're not wandering around the supermarket at this point, because oh. you will be giggling. So, all right. So, uh, it's actually we know what the new name is going to be from now uh, on. Yes. We are going to be called M365 Distilled with Marie and... Susan. No, it wasn't Susan. Claire. 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 With yes. Claire and Marie. Claire and Marie. All right. Yes. So I guess if you're Marine, Marie fits you better, so I'll be Claire. All right. If we're going to have a name change. Or oh, did you want to be Claire? I kind of did. I don't know why. <laughs> it was kind of... Claire's got a little vibe to it. Oh, vibe. Mm. Yes. What? A real name, uh, a handle is called Misstilled. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I need to claim that. I need to check if that website is available. Misstilled. Misstilled365. <laughs> All right, guys. So that's the news. We have eventually come of age. And uh, yes. we are now M365 Distilled. And very soon you will be able to go to m365distilled.com website. Uh, and then that will list all of the podcasts that we've done today for the last five years. Yeah. Um, and so it's now official. Yes. And we've got a new logo. New logo. A yes. very minimalist, cool, I love sexy the new, logo. new logo. Yes, it is very cool. <clears throat> and um, we have, uh, what else did we have? We had a new logo and that's it. Actually, we didn't even redo the theme tune. Uh, no, we didn't. No. Because uh. the guy was too bloody expensive. Oh, yes. Because We've talked saw. to you about our guy that does all our music. Unfortunately, he's now gone real pro musician. So Good for him. No, I, absolutely. His album is on Spotify. So I hope he gets like a number one in the charts because then we can say that our guy that did our music had a number one hit. He's one of the nicest guys in the world, so I'm not insulting him. His Spotify numbers, he gets three listeners a month. 
Oh, okay. So, so the number one yet. in the charts okay. is unlikely. But I have to say, the album was two or three years old. But it is very cool, and and he plays sax on there, and we know what the saxophone's like from the theme tune yeah, that yeah, you yeah. have just listened to. So yeah. well, that's nice. pretty cool. All right. All right. So we did the name change. Cool. Um, so what else do we need to talk about? Lisbon. Lisbon is around the corner. If anybody has seen our video, uh, uh, what's the hashtag for the... Uh, come on, you have to start looking at why I talk. Collab Days. Collab Days Lisbon, is Lisbon. it? It's got a funny title. but uh, Have a look at the, on Twitter feed for Collab Days Lisbon. Um, we were asked to put some videos together, and I keep watching our video. It is hilarious. It is very, very funny. So Marine will find the handle in a minute. But we were asked to do introduce our session. Collab Days Lisbon. Excellent. Collab Days L-I-S. L-I-S. So that's oh, it. Collab Days yes. L-I-S. So yeah, find out. It's, uh, have a look. Uh, the, uh, the power of... Persuasion. No. no. Goals. Focus. Focus. focus yes yes the power of focus on viva goals yeah but have a look we uh, we knocked this video off uh, a few days ago and sent it in thinking they may or may not use it but it's uh, awesome 2.4 million hits on that video so far probably yeah yes. likely well by tomorrow anyway <laughs> all oh, right i don't know all it right. is going to be one of those nights uh yes you can feel it yes yes um, that's fine that's fine uh, so lisbon oh right and then the beautiful Corview people yes we love Corview. we do we do and uh, we're going to go and spend three days with them in amsterdam intimately at the sharepoint conference yes find us at their boots yes where we, we will, will be, be there. drinking whiskey and ultimately recording a few podcasts correct that's what we're doing so we are um Recording podcast, we've got one or two guests planned. Um, we are going to talk about how CoreView as a product can help you manage your Microsoft 365 environment. There's some news from CoreView that they will be playing with over mm -hmm. that few days. Yeah. And then there is... Oh, we've got some special guests. We've asked... Who have we asked to come and... They haven't oh, confirmed no, we, yet. We can't, we can't say anything. Can we not no, say those? we cannot say. You no. sure? Yeah. I mean, the, if they don't turn up, no. we only ask them. Yeah, nah. yeah, well, nah. maybe that people have to come and have a, a surprise. Exactly. So if you're going to be there, please come and see us. And we're, we're on uh, when most of the crowds are there. And there's a special VIP area. Uh, and we will be working the crowd. So, you know, if you want to come and uh, uh, yes, be part of the podcasts, and uh, yeah. we'll be there with microphones. And you can say, hi, Steve. Yes, we will be there. Hi, Claire. Magic, hi, Magic Maria. Mike style. Magic Mike yes. style. We will be working the crowd like Magic Mike. With a pole. Um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, Miss Stilt. Miss there. Stilt, yes. She can do things with a microphone that you never saw before. <laughs> oh, don't make me laugh. It hurts. It hurts. It's fine. Oh. All right. So, yes. So, we're going to be uh, there. That's be the last gig of the year then, I think. Um, uh, it better be <laughs> because yeah. then I'm I'm really done with uh, with the year. But I have to say, the 12th of January at Microsoft in Amsterdam in Schiphol, uh, there's another Viva Explorers Day happening. Is there? Yes. Excellent. Yes. You Do heard you... it here first. Yeah. Neat. Peter's not said anything. Uh. Oh. Okay. No. So Peter Obdebeek and, and Femke yep. Cornelissen. 
and me, we are organizing a new Viva Explorers Day, like we had one in Belgium. That was cool that day. Ago. That was, was a fun. good day. Yes. And so it's going to be a Skipple, Microsoft Skipple, presumably. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. So very easy to fly in or drive in or to train in or whatever. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Excellent. Well done. All right. So that's that stuff done. We knew we were going to do that. Uh, Cardius. Yes. Cardius. Today is a bit of a special day. We worked out that one of our favorite whiskeys we had not tasted on the podcast. Yeah. So the story behind the Cardius is it's one bottle every year. All right. Uh, We did the 2022 version, which was from their warehouse number one. Uh, yes. And yes. this is the 2023 version. I don't think you bought these, do you? I get these every uh, year. No, you don't. No, no. And this is actually in a, a white uh, port, a Madeira cask. And it is from the awesome distillery, which my friend and colleague and brother has visited. The Lefraig. Lefraig. Yeah. Yes. But I've been to Deaston's and you haven't. So that's uh, all right. Yes. Works both sure. ways. Yeah. I've been to Tobermory and you haven't. You've been to Tobermory. Yeah. <clears throat> that might be a hint. I've looked at Tobermory, but it was too far to swim. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. There was actually, funny enough, you have you have seen the picture of Tobermory with all the painted houses on yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is very cool. There's actually an Airbnb on the opposite side of the bay. Nice. So that right. when you look out the window, you see yeah. the houses. And it's one of those pod Airbnbs. So it's like a big metal circular cask that's just stuck oh. in the middle of the field. Yeah. It, uh, I seriously said I, I tried to convince Silver let's go and stay there for two or three days and just yeah. just enjoy it but it rained and wind so much I'm glad we didn't we'd have never slept the, the noise on this would have been horrendous oh, yeah. but the view is right across the strait oh, into the nice. uh, the port of of, oh, uh, of beautiful of yeah beautiful is the way is, is what yeah. that that journey yeah. was it was excellent right. so anyway today we're going to drink Le Freug. Cardius, it's their annual release, uh, specially selected. Um, Does and, it uh, say 2023 20, nice. somewhere? It never puts the year on it. Okay. They never do. Okay. But it is definitely this year. And yep. uh, I believe you. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 it is. Uh, well, just no reason for not. All really. right. All, All right. right. Cool. So that's So we that. know what to drink. People know where we will be. We have a quote of the day. We have a quote of the day, and even Marine, that. And Marine, it's not he's either going to try and remember it, or he's going to try and lick his, pick his phone up again. It's not about lick his Claire phone and Marie. I'm, I'm going to what? Lick my phone? Lick your phone. I, I thought you'd be picking your phone up, because it was a like, great uh, quote. Miss, like Miss Distilled. Miss Distilled. Yes. Actually, this is a quote from Miss Distilled. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she's going to be happy with this, but she asked oh, very gently love it. if um, we could... Put a quote um, out for Kelly. Yeah. A quote Kelly. for Kelly, Mr. Distilled. A quote Stilled. from Kelly, and it's it's pretty funny. Uh, it's that governance is like Sigourney Weaver in Aliens. It's sexy as hell, but lethal if approached wrong. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> again, cool. again, again. Say it again. No, oh, you just closed okay. it. Yeah, so governance is like Sigourney Weaver in Aliens. It's sexy as hell, but lethal if approached wrong. Wow. I haven't seen those movies for ages neither have I lethal if sexy, approached wrong I need to make a note governance so okay on the whiteboard here we go we're writing the whiteboard right. as we go so, live today Miss Miss Distilt or Miss Stilt has sexy governance and she's Miss, lethal Miss Stilt Miss Stilt <laughs> just it just looks so horribly wrong when you see it Miss Stilt Oh God! Yes, AKA Kelly. Three six five. 
Okay. And sexy governance and lethal. It was the lethal. Lethal thing. if approached wrong. Yes. I kind of get that because that will really like kill your business case uh, or kill the user's productivity, kill all the value if you handle governance wrong. But sexy governance, I like that. <coughs> sexy governance. Do we do sexy governance? Of course we do. Do we do governance we do at all? We do flashy pages and small articles. You know, uh, um, people may or may not know that we're working on the, on the same project again for the first time <laughs> since I don't know how many years, okay? Yeah. Um, and uh, the team is awesome, and we know all of you listen to this podcast, and we we want to thank you for being such great, great people, especially Mateus, who I just found out five minutes ago did some migration stuff. No, but Moraine didn't tell me at all. After I said, seven. What are, you, what are you reading on the phone? He went, oh, Mateus has just said, why? What is Mateus doing? He went, uh, oops. <laughs> so, I was yeah. not supposed to say anything. But, but the guys, we know you, you're brilliant. Yeah. And, and it's so much fun when you hear this. So you do deserve the shout out. But Kelly, Absolutely. that is a great quote. We're expecting one on the next podcast as well. So start working hard. Yeah. But sexy Actually, governance. I, I see where that is coming from, the sexy governance. Because we do sexy governance. Because is this, for is example, this another Mad Mike thing again? No, no. <laughs> Maybe. Because, for example, if you say sexy lingerie, that is like lingerie that leaves lots to the imagination. And that's how we do governance. We leave it all <laughs> into the imagination of the people. Governance is not real. It's just imagined. Is that it? <laughs> no, we hide it behind some cowboy stuff and then it's... All cloaks and yes. Okay. Do you know working on the project together and approaching some of this stuff is interesting. Um, and maybe I shouldn't be having this conversation, on but I think podcast. it's valid. <laughs> yeah, in public, <laughs> I shouldn't be having this conversation. Mm. Um, but. but one of the things that we're finding. Is that as much as we can sit here and talk about it, we should never work together. Ever <laughs> no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> not, not at all. Because I think we're really doing some sh cool shit. But um, and we we certainly did when we was working at the other places as well. So yeah, yeah, that's a, that's okay. But actually, doing governance is really fucking hard. Yes, talking just, about it, just like on the podcast, yep. we have different opinions. Yeah, but that's okay. But I'm trying to say that. We talk about governance, and we, we did a, a workshop the other week, and we were talking, and some of the students, we've still got chat groups with them, and they're mm -hmm. struggling to actually get it actually delivered and done as well, yes. yeah. you know? There just doesn't seem enough time to get it done. Yes. All right? You know, if we were going to do the stuff in the right order, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, because I'm going to mm -hmm. talk about some of the statements we did. Yeah. You do the governance for it. You sit there and you say, actually, perfect example, we talked about got some governance around page publishing, uh, with with Nick and stuff today, yes. didn't we? This yeah. is going to turn out to be the Infra Team podcast, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> but anyway, we talked about doing yes. stuff there, and I kind yeah. of insisted this time and said, "Hey guys, let's get this documented first, then we'll start building it, so we know what we're doing." And so yes. you sat there and you made a governance document, which you had no choice mm -hmm. because of the comments you made about how crap we were doing governance before. Yes. So now you're here on that PM role. Mm -hmm. and on Microsoft we still have crappy governance no no yes. I think we're doing we're doing it better but it is hard 
Do you want to focus on getting stuff delivered and getting stuff done and getting stuff finished? Yes. And then you move on to the next thing, but you yeah. forget you did, the, you know. So I think that um, the message here is that we can talk about governance as much as we think this is the right thing to do. But I think that maybe over the next two or three or four podcasts, we need to think about some easier ways of making it happen or or some value in making it happen and 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 what baseline governance delivered actually is as opposed oh. to what just baseline is in fact i'm going to make a note I of like that. that yes that's actually a cool idea yes we what need to talk about that baseline delivered yeah is so I think we know what baseline delivered is as a description. Sorry, baseline is as a description. Yeah. But actually delivered. Um, of course, that's baseline governance, but that's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we know that. Yes. All right. Cool. So, so we take this podcast, guys. Just ignore it. It's all crap because we're going to talk about governance and adoption again. Uh, mm -hmm. But we know that you governance is just difficult and you don't do it. Um, yes, because of the reasons you just mentioned. You are trying to deliver something. You're trying to deliver value. You don't take the time to document it. It's like every developer ever has struggled with writing documentation. Agreed. <clears throat> so here's the question then. Is governance only real when it's in print? Yes, because no. then you can refer to it. Or when it's uh, in the application itself. So, for example, uh, a governance rule might be people can't create a new team. Okay? If we turn it off, then you can't do it. But if you don't write it up? If you don't write it up with the reason why you don't want to have that, at some point that reason might change because there's something else, a new feature that comes along and that might uh, how do you say that? Cancel out the reason why you've done, you've made that. But if change. somebody says, "Do you have governance on your MS team sites?" and we're not talking about anywhere specific now, people, let's just just move on here. We're, we're well, talking even if about you a theoretical side. Even if you haven't done anything, you have some governance because the way Microsoft sets it up and the way that Microsoft sets your defaults. Yeah, but so going back to the point where if somebody says, "Are you? Do you have any governance on your MS team site creation?" You say, yes, we don't allow anybody to create governance uh, team sites. Yeah. You have to request it and it's approved and then mm -hmm. it gets created. So you've set that up, mm -hmm. but you haven't documented it or, or listed it in any kind of documents. So under that definition, do you not have governance? That's a tricky question. It's I'm sure just a tree of... make a noise in the forest if there's nobody there to watch it fall down. You've gone all Zen Buddhist on me now. Yes. Well, it's a good question because for the end user, it is working like it is designed to work. And they know how to create a team site. They raise a ticket or they raise, fill yeah. a form out or whatever because yeah. you've got some hey no that's interesting when i was about eight years old nine years old i remember having to do an exercise i was a bit older than that 
I was 13. I remember having to do a little exercise in my English class where we had to write a piece of work on how to tell an alien how to use a telephone. So they've never seen the telephone before. Yeah. Yeah. And so you sit there and do that. So we do know that if somebody is creating a team site to governance that's not written down, they must have heard somewhere how I create a team site. Yes, because otherwise they will call to the service desk. And well, they'll also they'll moan that I can't create a team site, the, but they're creating this. team sites. And then the service desk will say, oh, I know that it should be possible with default SharePoint, but maybe we've turned it off, so they need to spend lots of time finding out why. No, 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 don't diss it this way. I, no, I, no. I get where you're going. I understand that there are other steps involved, but we know team sites are being created. Yeah. But if you haven't done, if you haven't documented, how would they ever know how to create a team site? So, so that what I'm trying to say is, you've got a rule that says if you want to create a team site, you must fill out this form. It then gets approved by your manager, and then we automate the creation of the team site. Mm. Okay, so that's the process we have in place. Mm-hmm. That's our governance. That's yep. how we're controlling creation of sites. Which, just for the sake of everybody, I don't agree with. As most people know, you and I disagree on that process. And that's fine. So you do have governance. Yeah, but you haven't written it down. Yeah, so So then is it governance? I don't know the answer. It's a good question. Point is, though, is the definition of governance what people know? So because they get training uh, or because you do a webinar, then you do have some evidence of your governance. Uh, yes, because it's it's active in the application. It's active. So, so the question is, is your governance for the people that are using it or for the people that are managing it? Because you Ooh. set it up in the application for the people that use it, yep. but you write it down for the people that need to manage it. I don't know. Let's go back to some statements that were made and go back yes. to a bit of history on here. Okay, so Daryl is a service. Lovely Daryl. All right. Uh, we had some great conversations with him in the uh, Give that man a drink. Viva, Viva Around the World tour when we were doing our presentation. And we all had five minutes to spare. So we said, okay, in your office, what is your most favorite object in your office? And so we all pulled different objects from, the, from our backdrops in our, our cores and we had a great conversation. So he made a, a, a statement just recently where he talked about you know, um, as a collaborator, how do I know when to leave a team site or as a collaborative yeah. owner? When I, and I was chewing over this one, came up with a few statements. Um, and we've got some presentations coming up on this at some point because I think it's a, a nice seminar that talks about collaborative strategy. Yeah, because but, everybody always talks about creating stuff, but yeah, nobody, when is the time to, to move, move on? Yeah, to I move agree. on. <laughs> so I, I came up with a, a couple of statements that said... There's no adoption without user governance. All right. Now we have nothing to back that up. It's just me going through a bit of a mind fuck here. Writing some words down. Thinking, and this is the way my brain works. And I said, this would be a good subject for a podcast, which is turning out to be quite good, actually. So Mm -hmm. we have governance. We're just using this one example. I realize that. Okay. And I know it's going to get more complicated than that, but. User governance says, if you want to create an MS team site, you have to fill out this form and get it approved, and then the site gets created. Yes. <clears throat> we know that's been built. Yes. And we don't know that it's documented anywhere and signed off or approved by some kind of governance board in some huge, wonderful process. Okay. Yes. But without that process, you'd never have had adoption. 
Why? So, because they would never have known how to create a site, how to get to the form, how to find the form, how to get a link to the form. So, in some way, you have to have governance to actually have some kind of adoption. Success here is creating an MS Team site and collaborating. Yeah. Now, ignore the collaborating a bit, but the kicking it off by the site. So, how would a user know how to create a team site? But isn't necessity the mother of invention? So they would call the their favorite IT person and say, "Look, I kind of need a new SharePoint site. Okay, can you give me one?" And then they would say, "That's very easy. Look, I'm going to send you a link to a form, and you click on that form. Yeah. All right. So now, have you just performed adoption?" <laughs> mm. or have you performed governance well the governance is already there we know we've performed governance because yeah, yeah, but, yeah. practical real governance yeah, is this is how yes. you do something well yeah 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 so the user is aware he has a desire he now has been given the knowledge and he can ad- adapt no not adapt <laughs> Oh, Jesus you have now made me forget my ad card. The ability, the ability. I don't even remember it this time. That. That's uh, because I'm Claire and you're Marie. Exactly. And then the next time he can do, uh, he or she can do it. Uh, and he can tell his friend and uh, his yes. colleague. Yes. And the management team. It will go viral. Yeah. Oh. So viral adoption. Don't write that down. Oh, we've got oh, it's to. silly. Viral adoption. It starts with one person. Hmm. All right. So no adoption That's without user government. Oh, yes. Viral adoption is definitely at, at least a podcast. Yeah. I, I think it's at least something we need to discuss while we're in Barcelona for a few days. I know we've been there yeah. and done that. All right. Okay. We'll find another place. We will. Okay. Italy. Sure. Milano. Milan. Yes. I've never been to Milan. They will probably have a good whiskey bar. I think so. We could do a real trip there. We could do a, a road trip to Milan. Why don't we go to Scotland? Oh, that's too fucking obvious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why not go to so, Tokyo? <sighs> not now. Okay. No, no, let's wait till Christmas gone. Yes, something like that. All right, yes. so no adoption without user governance. So we agree no. then that if you have user governance, adoption follows automatically. I'm still struggling with the user governance, with that as a, as a term. <clears throat> really? Is, is it governing my user or is it... Uh, yes. Give me an example. Uh, this user can only create a team site when they fill out this form and get it approved. Okay. Good. Okay. So we've got that. And then uh, because the user knows this. Adoption is working. Adoption is working because they now know the the reason why. The problem is it doesn't scale unless you've got viral uh, no. adoption. But, um, but it, we know that it scales. <clears throat> I, what, I tell you something. If there's anybody out there, here's an experiment for you. Um, enable your MS team sites and don't tell anybody about it. And let's find out in, a, in two weeks' time how many you've got. Or, <laughs> or prime it 
You know, just go and say, show one depart, one person in each department. Hey, this is a team site. You can store documents here. You can do messaging, and 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 stop. And then I wonder how many you would have in in a few weeks, months. Yeah, not that many. Oh, you would. No, I don't think so. I don't think you so. are definitely half a glass empty. <laughs> Oh no no no! I wish I wish people would would be creating these things, but I just think that people are too busy doing other stuff. That's quite possibly true, but so so there's definitely though the definition is that there's no adoption without user governance. Yes, I get it. Yes. All right. So yeah. So even though we don't have a huge website with all the governance documents listed down to the last t crossed dot i user story navigation yeah da, 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 da. we Drop have governance by action mm-hmm. i'm in a writing mood i can see that what are you writing down drop oh, no it's the governance by action governance by action Okay. Yeah, it's not a very okay. well spurred government. It looks like Govsuna. Uh yes. Doesn't matter. All right. So my next statement that came out of my head when I was thinking that one through then was that no adoption without user governance because user governance drives adoption. Which is what we've just proved. Well, proved. Uh, we've tenuously connected yes. the two together. Yes. So if I define in my governance what a user can and can't do, that will drive adoption. But that kind of gives like a build it and they will come kind of thing. What a great... Let me write that down too. Could make a great title for a movie. Actually, that's not really what the film was called. Um, Build it and they will come. Come on, Kevin Costner. Baseball. Oh, the draft day... Thing. No, oh, that's American football. Uh, yes, anyway. I yes. can't remember what the proper name <laughs> of the film was called. Though. Something, something, baseball. Yay. No. Okay. Um, uh, They're all telling us the title now, but we just can't hear them yet. No. no, but no adoption without user governance because user governance drives adoption. So here's, here's a question. Do you think there's any companies in the Europe that have never heard of MS Teams? No. So they all have heard of MS Teams, and yet there are companies still rolling it out. Are they, though? Yes, they are, because they might be coming from somewhere else into the Microsoft ecosystem. Yes, because I honestly believe that in all of Europe, every person that is now older than 23 knows about MS Teams. Might not have that's seen wrong. it or worked no, with it. No, that's wrong. But I think everybody has at least heard about it. I think you're. I think you're got to be talking about fourteen or fifteen. Maybe. School so. university licenses. Yes. True. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, user I, governance drives adoption. See, I fully agree with the first statement that you can't have adoption if you don't have user governance well, you can have adoption without user governance you can just 
just in install it, set it up, don't do anything with it, and then people will start using it. So by using the default settings by Microsoft. Using the, using default, the settings default settings by Microsoft. by Microsoft, which is also kind of governance. There we go. You said that governance yourself about yes. 20 minutes ago. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Now read the statement again and tell me it's not true. So no, I, I kind of get it. And then, but because user governance drives adoption. I don't know about that because I I have a need, title of my sex tape, I have a need and I I want to do something. I've got files and they need to be stored somewhere. And shared with somebody. And shared, yes. And you hear about this thing called MS Teams. So you phone the help desk or you phone your local friendly IT guy and yep. say, hey, are we rolling out MS Teams? And he says... Yes, if you fill out this form, uh, your manager will approve it, and uh, then you'll get an MS Teams, and then you can start using it. So user governance drives adoption. Because we're pointing them to the right place. Right, process. Ah, yes. Because if they tell us what their need is, then we can say how to best solve it. And even if we stick straight out of, without doing anything at all, <clears throat> you're going to like this even better. So I log into my Office 365, Microsoft 365, mm -hmm. um, and I look at the menu and I say, oh, MS Teams. And I click on MS Teams, and there's no team site that I'm a member of. Microsoft will stick a nice little blue label with an arrow pointing to the right button that says, you can create a team site by clicking on this plus sign. And then you click on that plus sign, you give it a name and a title, you add some users to it, and boom, you've created your own site using Microsoft's default governance process. Nice. Well done, Microsoft. Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> that, that yeah, is true, yeah. isn't it? No, I Because get it. user governance drives adoption. Yeah. Because, but, but hmm. see, before I left the office today, um, I got a um, uh, uh, somebody from the service desk. Um, coming up to me and he said I've got a complaint that somebody emailed uh, a mailbox and now the email is on GitHub and I was like I have nothing to do with GitHub but I will take a look at it um, the person meant Viva Engage so the email uh, he mailed, tried to email uh, what he thought was a shared mailbox and it appeared on uh, Viva Engage, um, but in because he heard. I thought we turned that off. Yes, we did, but that's another story. He did that before we turned it off. Okay. Um, but that person was convinced that it was GitHub. Oh, and the point so, of the story is. Well, he will probably now say, "I will never use GitHub anymore." Is he a developer? Uh, I. Don't think so. Then that's good. No, then, then that's okay. <laughs> then that's, we don't, we that's, don't that's really governance. Care. Yes. That's governance. Yes. <laughs> See, then your statement is true. User governance drives adoption. The reason that I'm saying this stuff, and, and for all those listeners that are thinking, guys, you're just talking crap tonight. There's no different to any other night. Exactly. But Welcome to episode 125. The point I'm trying to make here is that... Um, Natively, out of the box, if you like, or with some very simple decisions you make, without necessarily having to go through 
you know, the governance process and the meetings before you roll out MS Teams, mm -hmm. you can apply certain governance and let it be available. We had yeah. a conversation today about letting people have SharePoint sites without doing anything about it. So this is kind of supporting my argument a little bit, but that's my way of thinking anyway. <laughs> um, but All right. everything in that two, those two statements you can build on and grow. So you can uh, yes. include a statement at the end of the local newsletter. Hey, MS Team sites are available. Just go to this URL and fill out the form and your manager approve it and you'll get a team site. Okay. But what, <clears throat> what action can we now derive from this? What kind of conclusion can we derive from this? If we want to have good adoption of our service, we need to do proper user governance. But you can do that. If you choose to do that, you can do that. And if we don't have any good user governance... Then you have viral adoption. I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, viral adoption is, is like something that spreads around very quickly. Like suddenly everybody's starting to use it, but... Uh, no, no, no. Viruses are passed from person to person. Okay. I get it. I, I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, okay. but, but it's, I mean, there is a normal term we use in yeah. it where we basically, what do we call it officially? Um, Virality. No, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm going to keep these words no. in my brain now. Okay. It's going to stop me thinking it through. That's um, fine. There is. The, the, there's basically the natural adoption process where people just ask their neighbor and uh, it, it'll come back to me oh, in a minute or two. Yeah. So my statement is that by putting a certain rule on how to do something technically in place, yeah, yeah by it, even though you don't document it or publish it on a website or tell everybody what the rules are, mm -hmm. you still end up with a level of governance in place. We don't disagree with that, do we? We don't. Right. <clears throat> we also then don't disagree that if somebody creates a team site and they tell somebody else how to create a team site and you've not actually done anything, then you've got adoption happening. Yes. So no adoption, but so it has to be driven by the process for creating that team site. And we've also said that Microsoft do a certain amount of default anyway, but we also accept that it may not be the safest way of governing it. We yes, haven't, do, we haven't done any administrative administrative governance. Yes. We don't have any tools like CoreView to manage. Our <laughs> Correct. Yes. So we know we're going to end up with a lot of sites created, which I don't care about and you do. All right. So those I don't sites. care about how many sites we create. We don't? No. Teams and sites. You can create as many as you want. Team sites. Yes. Yes. Cool. And Whatever sites. Yes. <laughs> no, That's another conversation yes. we had. Anyway, That's great. Yes, I was. Uh, I was actually talking to um, uh, another one of our colleagues. Uh, I was talking about a, a customer of theirs that is creating six thousand sites for an organization that's only got nine thousand people. Okay. And then they were going to create ten thousand sites so that they could distribute personal documents to those 9,000 people. <coughs> so this is your kind of place. <coughs> you, like, you like creating sites all over the place. I like big sites and I cannot lie. <laughs> yes. So oh, Marina okay. and I have a slight disagreement. For me, you need to know why you want to create a site. Mm -hmm. and, I, and for me, there's some 
governance rules around this. Yeah. Like you need different permission sets and that kind of stuff, which I know you don't necessarily disagree with. But I think we've had a couple of times where he said, oh, we'll create a new site and put that on there. And I'm going, no, don't do that. Because I've been in so many situations where you forget what those sites were created for. You've got to go and do the on-con no, stuff. Absolutely, but. yes. So I think that might be uh, good stuff for uh, another podcast. When do you create a new site? Yeah, do, so, do something do you, back to yeah, basics. Just like some strategy around that. Yeah. How do you want to govern that? Yes. All right, so then my third statement, which I want to get to because it's nearly Corollas time. It's nearly uh, Cardius time. Uh, Cardius, yeah. yeah. Um, so... With adoption and governance, you have managed change. Yes, I believe so. Because if you have adoption, that means people are changing and adopting your product. So that's a change. Yeah. And if you govern it, it's a managed change. The word managed we added, um, and I'm not entirely certain about it for a minute. Okay. Because if we go through the scenario that says, all right, look, we're going to manage, govern our team sites by simply saying, fill out this form, it'll be approved by your manager, and you'll get a team site. Mm -hmm. And the fact that that gets adopted that way virally um, and is managing your governance, then you end up with change. So it's not managed change, it's self-driven change. That change mm. in the organization is driven by people wanting to use the tool. They want to have a solution to their need. That they feel in control of, that they own. Uh, possibly. Um, so we need to tell them how to do it or we need to find a way to convey to them how to do it and then they will start using it. But so... I think this actually means like adopting adoption, which is using or starting to use a product plus having a platform where they can do whatever they need to do. That equals change. But if we add governance to the mix, that means we can manage that change. We can say, this is the process how you create a new site. So, but that only works because of the way we have created our governance. In our case, we have a manager that approves the use of that team site. So we have managed change. If you take it default out of the box, so word of mouth goes around, hey, IT have not turned off the creation of team sites. Mm -hmm. And so if you go to this logo and you click on here in that plus sign, you'll get yourself a team site and you can invite anybody you want to and it will save you emailing them and you can share files. Do we have an administrator looking at it every once in a while? I get it. I, it's, it's just a word. I, yes. I don't think it adds value to where we're going with this, which is true baseline <laughs> I love, governance. I love the fact that you say it's just a word. <laughs> so let's let's be yeah, done with this. Just it's it. just a word. Let's be done with this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. The earth is flat. No, the earth is round. That's just. No, a it's word. just a word. <laughs> Fuck off. That's just a shape. It's yes. just a shape. Yeah. The world's got six sides. We know it has. If I roll it, I can turn a dragon into a wizard. 
no, that that's two above that's your head. Too far, yes. Those those uh, multi-number dice you get in Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yes, yes, yeah. yes. It exactly. was it was I have to say way out there. Yes. Uh, but I was thinking hexagon dice and rolling yep. and round. Mm. I don't know why I'm explaining my thinking. That, that's fine. That's fine. Actually, my therapist says that that's the. Then let's not go there. No. Okay. All right. All right. Well, anyway, look, they're just simple, very, very simple statements as a yes. as really true baseline governance. The minimum you need to put in to move forward is our definition of mainline governance, but we never think about baseline governance driving adoption. Uh, we haven't. We didn't. Well, we have now. But shall we? Yes. Uh, because, I mean, there's, there's... So you've got this mathematical equation here, like adoption plus governance equals change. Um, With or without So does managed. that mean that if we have more governance, does that mean that we will get more change? Ooh, that's very cool. And no, so I, I, I think it's cool. Like a square plus b square equals c square, or something like that. I don't know what was the, Just the let's triangle. Go with, say it with confidence. Yes, the triangle, uh, triangular, whatever. I the the triangular triangle. Yes, yep. exactly that one. Um, uh, but this doesn't feel complete I, it feels like something is missing i was thinking along the same lines a few minutes ago i was just trying to say okay we're going to start drinking whiskey in a minute or two because we've been rock and rolling <laughs> on this for 50 minutes already <laughs> yes. um but what would the golden nugget be out of this podcast or are we really so far below the radar there's nothing new everybody's sitting there going well that's so obvious boys but we've been thinking about these three lines for 40 minutes or so yes. so there's something in here Yes, and I don't think it's complete yet. There's, I feel there's something missing, but I can't put my finger on it. Also, title of my sex tape. <laughs> anyway. There's yes. something missing here, and I can't put my finger on it. Yes. I like. Um, uh, but maybe this, it's what you add to this that really increases the value. So if you increase, for example, a weekly email that tells people, what you can do on MS Teams, you start off by saying, hey, this is how you create a team. This is how you upload a file to a team. This is how you chat to people. This is how you add a user. Yeah. Then each one of those is adding new value for some users that have not worked out how to do it themselves. Yeah. So maybe that missing piece is, is the extra pieces that you put into play. And here's something else. If you did this, so governance is very, very light, no project to drive adoption, but you just let people do it themselves, it'll only work in organizations where people do share information and, and they have a natural instinct to collaborate. So if it's a very process-driven organization, it will never work because you don't have a process in place that people can use to drive their workload. So it needs to be Maybe. a very chilled back, shared, social kind of organization. And then you'll get better adoption out of it. So you mean not a Finnish organization? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yes, okay. But sorry, I do believe sorry, that adoption plus governance is, is going to define the change. If you have governance on its own, it won't change anything. If you no. have adoption on its own, it won't change anything. It will be lethal. Chaos. 
Yes. Whereas if you have adoption plus governance, one balances the other out, even in its very basic, simplest term. Then we get sexy governance. That's for another podcast. Sexy change. Maybe adoption plus governance equals sexy sexy change. change. Because then we have set up what we need to set up so that the business can go forward and people want to use it. Ooh. Yes. All right. All right. I honestly think the title for this podcast is going to be The Art of Bullshit. Maybe. But we're so good at it. <laughs> we obviously are. We're 90, number 91, baby. But maybe episode 125 needed to be thought out a little bit more. I don't know. I'm happy with this. It's that minimalistic no. podcast, that minimalistic idea, just the same as our new logo. Yes. Which does not necessarily mean that we will always be bullshitting around, but yes. No. Sometimes there will be some value. Yeah. I think so. I yeah, think yeah. there's value here. I really do I think, think there's so value too, here. because this is on a very left field level looking at how can we drive change and drive value into an organization and is there a hidden stone that we need to turn around to get some hidden magic somewhere but i think that so let's just finish i tell you what let's drink this whiskey i'm gonna yes, let, let you let pour, me some, pour some pour some whiskey. whiskey and i'll and i'll sit there and talk about what we're going to talk about after we've had a taste of this so I think we've, we're talking about the basic line number one of a program. The line number one of the program is this is what we will do to create MS Teams. It's available by filling out this form, by getting a team site, by uh, adding a user. And you learn how to do this by talking to somebody else and, and they teach you or you ask or you get invited to a team site. And I think that what we'll do uh, after the podcast is we will basically look at um, where the value is of that. Oh, look. So here's here's how this works. I I think this needs a good dram, a good thinking dram. I think this is a good thinking dram. I'm pretty pretty sure. So the podcast is only going to start after this. Yes. After this. (laughs) All right. So let's just talk about um, Lefrog. All right. It is in... A Isla. beautiful location of Isla, and mm-hmm. Miranda's been there. I have not, uh, but it will soon change. I'm fairly sure of it. Um, and I just love the pictures of the place right on the edge of the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at the history of the distillery, they've lost their main warehouse three times through storms because it's so close to the sea. And we do we own a patch of land, or is it just me that owns a patch um, of land? I I think I still have the booklet somewhere and never I just need to out. fill it in. Yeah. So if you buy one or two of their core range, so they're 10-year-old, t- I think is one of them, you'll end up with a little booklet around the neck and you can buy it. You can. Um, you have a stake. Yeah, you have a stake, a little piece of land. And if you go to the distillery and you say, hey, I'm a friend of Lafrague, they will give you a, a map, tell you it, and give you a dram of whiskey for your uh, price in their peat fields. So they have some nice stories. So as you're a registered friend of Lafrague, then you also get the chance of taking the Cardius whiskey every year. Um, 
it's not the cheapest bottle of whiskey in the world, but it's no. also not grossly expensive. No. And it's always a special mix. And in this particular case, we haven't even looked up the tasting notes. Oh, horrible. But, um, maybe um, uh, it's on the back. It was on the back. No, it's not. So we're doing a real tasting, and we can just say whatever we like then. Cool. We've got to come up with our own tasting. All right. Now, this is smoked. This no is shit clear. bonfire. Yes. This is everything you hate about a peated whiskey is in a Lefrogue bottle. But interestingly enough, it's not like it was 30 years ago or 20 years ago. It's a lot easier on the on the nose and the tongue than it was 20 years ago. Okay. I could not have drink, drank a Lefrogue without a glass of water on the side at all. It okay. just instantly yes. dried your mouth. It was just and I think, too harsh. Yeah, they've, they've really started to make it more of a shareable drink. Um, okay. But, but that's okay. okay. All right, let's talk about this beautiful golden amber. Mm-hmm. It is gorgeous color. Yes, to be finished in a port and, and marsala cask, it kind of makes sense because it's not very dark. It's It doesn't come from a sherry cask. So yep. I'm guessing this would be white port and marsala is also a, a white wine. Yeah, it says white port and marsala oh, okay. on the label. Yes. It's perfect. So that's why it's not very dark. It's a so, rich color, isn't it? It's yes. elegant. It's It's liquid gold. I think that is probably the best description. Yeah. We're good at this. It just looks like liquid gold. Yeah. Good Melt. at this. Have you stuck it under your nose yet? I have not. All right. There he goes. Is he going to smile? No, he's... Hmm. He's going to go a hmm. I'm going to give you a hmm. Oh, no. It, that's it does honey. give you a, a typical Lafrig smell. So you definitely smell like this is not a... A Lagavulin or an Artbeck, which are the two no. distilleries that are 500 meters next to it. Yeah. This is definitely a Lefroig. Oh, that's lovely. This honey and in it's, there. And it's, yes. So it's not harsh. It's not no. fresh. It's, mm, it's not that outspoken either. It's not like you put the glass in the middle of the room and you can smell it from two rooms. Uh, no, if it. I bring a Lagavulin out, and uh, my oh, family yeah. complained in no time at all. Exactly, or a 10-year-old Lefroy yeah. or whatever. So uh, it's funny that there's no age statement on there. Nope. Um, which is okay. Well, they so, only do a limited edition. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, but look, we found a shitty a... barrel in the corner. We don't know what it is. Oh, that's the new Cardius. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but but it doesn't smell like it's, an, it's a very young whiskey either. No, it doesn't. So it's not harsh on the nose. It's kind of got honey and touches of orange in there and that. Yeah. But it's not bonfire and smoke. No. And we've been tasting the 22-year-old Ben Riach and the 18-year-old Ledecik. Yeah. um, Which kind of have the same style of nose, meaning matured. Matured nose. It's a matured nose. My nose is more matured than yours. That's true. All right. We're going in. All right. Tum, tum, it tum. is a Lefrogue. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh. Good. Oh, that is awesome. That that hits the side of your cheeks and says elegance. Hello. Mm. 
Oh yes. I mean, I've I know I've tasted this. We're halfway. I'm halfway down this bottle. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But okay. that is awesome. It is. It's it's very matured. It still has a lot of oomph. Mm. Um, yes. Oh yes. I like it. What a long, long finish it's got. Are you dropping some water in it? Or have you got none left? I do have some left. You're right. There's some honey, some stewed fruit. All typical of a port, but subtle. Yes. So a port cask wine. Yes. And I was thinking that there might be a little more of um, of that uh, sweet marsala popping out, but it's It's Madeira, it's not. not Marsala. Oh, it's Madeira, Madeira cask. Oh, I thought it was a marsala cask. That oh, would have been more red. That explains why I don't have the fruitiness and the sweetiness. No, it's not, it's not multiple fruits here. There's maybe toasted orange in here on this finish somewhere. The smoke is very much on the palate, though, isn't it? Yes. Yes. It is such a cracking drink. Yeah. So adding water just does the usual to the nose, brings out more subtle fruit flavors. But it brings out the pepper and the taste. Oh, does it? Woo! Wow. That's a bomb now. Oh, Wow. It's a great whiskey. Lots of pepper on the, uh, yes. Yes, you're right. (laughs) Yes, so adding a drop of water, it rejuvenates, I think. But it actually lengthens the uh, aftertaste. Yeah. The finish is, oh, the finish is better. I think it's way better with a little drop of water. Mm. Yeah. Uh, more fruit and berries. Outspoken. Yeah. You said that. That's more your favorite word of the night, isn't it? Yes, more pronounced. <coughs> yes. It is a 52%. So it's perfectly mm. all right to drop a few drops of water in there. Wow. That is oh, cool. Wow. That is magic, magic, magic. Excellent finish for a bullshit podcast. Yes. So, Cardeus, um, the Lafrogue, anybody that really likes whiskey and they like a peated whiskey, then this is one to go for. It's not a Lagavulin peated. This is an elegant peated whiskey. Um, I don't even know whether you can still get it, to be fair. Uh, I think Probably uh, some specialist shops might, oh, might have, have some of the older. No, I think it's distillery or... only. Oh, might be. I think yeah, it's yeah, distillery yeah. only. Yes. But... But there you go. So anyway, Lefrog, Cardeus, um, just watch out for it. Sign up to be a friend of Lefrog. You can do that on the website. Yep. You can then add your special number if you buy yourself a 10-year-old version. Mm-hmm. Get the advanced stuff. They've started doing some very expensive things. Oh, they They, they had a lottery the other day. I don't know whether you saw the email that came through. Oh, no, I haven't. There was a, a lottery for a very limited edition um, bottle by a... Uh, buy a rock star or buy some kind of business person or buy a... Okay. And they'd worked so with the, the whatever to create person. it, yeah. Okay. It was 600 and something euros a bottle. 
and, and the you, lottery was that you, had, you can buy it. Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, only oh, the first God. 120 people were going to be able to, or whatever the number was. <sighs> All right. But I, I decided to give that one a miss. Yeah, I get that. Yes. You know, it um, needs to stay fun. Yeah. It's a great drink. I mean, Lafrague is a fabulous distillery. It is unique. Yeah. Um, but if you want something different, uh, elegant, outspoken, was that the word you <laughs> yes. used? Then the Cardaeus um, 2023 version uh, is well worth the purchase. Well worth it. And it's around the 100 euros yeah. <coughs> price. It's not overly expensive. Yeah. Um, uh, but you're getting a, a good whiskey. It's not pretty cheap either, but it's not too crazy. That's a really it's, good question though, isn't it's it? It's a nice Christmas gift. It's a great Christmas yes. gift. If you can find it. If you can find it. Um, the definition, though, of a, an expensive whiskey is a, an interesting conversation. Oh, it's true. It's eye of the it's beholder. It's very individual. It's value. What what it brings to you as, yeah. as value. Yeah. Because I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were talking about, you know, eh, it wasn't expensive. It was 240 euros for a bottle. And Ew. I'm sitting there. So that's where they pitch their whiskey at, you know. Okay. At uh, that level, I I just couldn't do that. You know, no. I drink thirty year old, a uh, thirty euro um, 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 Irish, yeah, which yeah, I yeah. adore. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but uh, but this is worth the hundred euros or whatever I paid for it. Yeah, absolutely, um, pretty cool. All right, so look, let's just finish off here where we're going. I mean, we've got some great <laughs> stuff down here. Lethal if approached wrongly. Um, which is fine. But we basically talked about ultra baseline change. Baseline change. Ultra baseline change. Minimalize, minimal baseline change. Okay. okay. Because by talking about the way the, we've associated governance and adoption together, on a you know natural rollout, on a viral whatever basis, mm-hmm. word of mouth, point is that an organization or a board that says hey let's roll out ms teams Mm -hmm. and then the program managers go okay well if we're going to do that we need to do this and this and the other training and and we've got a 40k cost so 40k before we can start start, is actually crap yes so you can do this at virtually zero cost uh yes because Microsoft already has a number of things in place. Yep. And then you Well, just even if you'd set up those first few rules, so you actually yeah. set up that governance without documenting it. Yep. And then everything you had from here is a bonus. If you send an email out to say, hey, guys, just to let you know we're doing MS Teams, here's a link to the MS Teams website, some training video links, uh, and this is the process to use. You know, it's it's... Added value. 70% of fake projects do change, all that crap. All right? This is actually success. Also ties back to our last podcast where we talked about the COVID COVID, uh, methodology. Over the wall. Yeah, 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 over the wall. Just turn it on and say, here's training video and just go on and use it. Yes. So our consultants at fault here for driving adoption and change in ADCAR Overcomplifying everything. Overcomplifying. I love that. I don't I know. I would say no because if my manager now hears about this, then he will get me out of business. But I would ah. say no. 
because we have the knowledge to set up the proper user governance. I, I think the reality, so let's just talk about reality to finish off this podcast for a minute. You don't want to not know, no, that you don't want to not know whether your team's project is successful or yes. not. So you need to drive it to be able to make sure you're getting the value out of it. Yes. But the point is you don't need to wait six months Yes. before you get the first user on your MS Teams. Absolutely, yes. I'm about to be a real bitch now. So we don't need six months to wait for people to join SharePoint sites. True. No, absolutely. Yes. Yes. We had this conversation earlier yes. today. What point do we open up sites for people to use or not use with or without migration of content and stuff like this? And that's just part of the decision process. Mm -hmm. There's no right or wrong here. No. We've, we've basically proved that this minimalized version of governance and adoption would work, could work, should mm -hmm. work. How successful is based upon what your aspirations are. Ah, yes. So if you don't have high aspirations to start off with. High hopes. Yeah. Um, anyway. Hmm. Food for thought. Very much so. So there yes. you go, folks. As we finish this off, think about no adoption without user governance because user governance drives adoption. But depending upon what level of adoption you want depends how much effort you put into it. But if you put no effort into it, it will go round word of mouth and everybody will be using MS Teams so it just might take you two years to get there. But it won't cost you anything. Except the price of people not using it and using <sighs> shitty other products. And we're it's down the, to value again. Um, it's the... Slack stuff. Um, oh, there's a name for that. It's the opportunity cost. Ooh, a new term. No, it's not. It's it's a valid term, and oh yes, our All time right. is up now. Uh, that's it. Yes, so we we'll need to talk about that on next time. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're running on a new system today. We've set up, moved around the podcast kit, and I did not mute the channels. We now have a mobile podcast studio. We do with all the shits and giggles and all the hardware and software that steve has been using to run this on which is i have to say impressive shit um and if you want to see it come to aspc yeah we'll have it on the standing core yes. view so we can take it with us but yes yeah, so in the background there you probably heard our tune because we were enjoying this conversation yes but you just said something brilliant and then we heard opportunity cost opportunity cost yes it's all right the cost to finish this podcast yes. off tell me what that is well, it's the cost of waiting until the time is right or until something needs to happen. Um, it's the, for ex so many so it's examples. So it's the loss yes. of value. Yes. So it's the loss of the value you could have obtained if you've because you're waiting. It. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Why and did that, we not write this on the board? I like that. Yeah. Next podcast. I think because I also think that ties down to um, baseline governance because baseline governance is all about getting uh, the application out to your users very, very, very quickly so that the opportunity cost is less. 
Because the longer it takes, the less value you're getting out of your investment. Yeah. I'm sure everybody else worked this out in the first five minutes of this Probably. podcast. <laughs> but they didn't have anywhere near as much fun as us doing no, it. No, exactly. And they did not have the Lefroig Carrius. No, I think this is turning into one of our long podcasts. Yeah. One hour, 15 minutes. All right. Um, of pure and utter and we can probably bullshit. continue with other bullshit for another <laughs> yeah. hour so. but let's not but it was good fun yes so we're going around this yes so that was pretty neat all right guys so look this is going to be published in the middle of november so this is the second to last podcast that we will do before we end up issuing all the ones from amsterdam ESPC, yeah. uh, from espc so um yeah come and see us at Corview. if you are going to espc we will be there we're going to the party um, we will uh, be dressed as well, I don't know what we're going to be dressed are we doing anything special for the party is it a theme it's on a we boat were. it's on a boat there's a theme party on a boat yeah. yes yeah it's on a boat but we'll be in the expo hall on the core view stand yes uh, we will be there more or less all day both days even if we oh, aren't yeah. podcasting no absolutely so we're yeah. having some fun so yeah. come and say hi we'll have some stickers and cards with all the new logos on it and stuff like this um, and I think there's a, a great, uh, w- oh, yes, there is. There's a gift. There's a Microsoft 365 distilled gift Gifts. on the stand, a gift, um, which uh, is very much associated with our podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not going to go into what it is, nope. but you might get stoned. Um, so enjoy it. There's a little hint. Uh, it's not Amsterdam and stoned. That's uh, not what I meant. All right, not yes. at all, okay. at all. Uh, but yeah, so it's going to be good fun. Um, but so that was that. I'm quite impressed. 125th podcast, five years on, and we're it's still finding crazy. new stuff to deal with. I it's know. Crazy. Thank you, sir. Thank, Thank you, you very, sir. very much. Yes. All right, Sai Steve. Anywhere on the internet, Google, Twitter, or whatever, you can find me. Uh, but you can send me a message, but I never really monitor them anyway. Uh, but you never really send me a message. So that's quits. <laughs> that's good. Is that adoption and user governance? Ah, <laughs> nice. Nice. Because no. you're not managing it properly. People are not using it. Mm. Yeah, I maybe. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe. 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 All right. uh, those that are going to Lisbon, we'll see you at Lisbon. We're going to do Viva Goals and yeah. the um, power of... The focus. The focus. Yes. Uh, which is cool. So say goodbye, Moraine. I'm leaving it up to you. So a longer goodbye from me. So at Maran Somers on all the socials and the not so socials. Um, it was good whiskey. Okay. It, I, yeah. Bye bye. <laughs>